Hello, this is Keith Parsons with Heavy Wireless, and today we'll be talking about the Wi-Fi Awards. Uh, Wi-Fi Awards, what, why am I going to introduce it? Let's just let Tawny take over. Tawny, tell us, what is the Wi-Fi Awards and why do we have them? To start with why we have them, I have to go back to the beginning, I think. Um, when I was working at Ventive, we were bringing to market a product that I thought was really cool that we had been working on. It was the Venvolt, right? And as a marketing person in, at that time, I was thinking, okay, what awards, what can I submit it for? This is a really cool product. Like, what can I do to get more eyes on it? What can I do to get more publicity for this product? And nothing really existed for Wi-Fi. And then I started to take a look at some of the things that folks were doing. I mean, we've got some, I mean, amazing things. Like I look at what Adrian has done and I look at um, what the Oversight guys have done and and so many innovative, very cool things, not just products that companies are bringing to market, but things that we as, you know, wireless folks are bringing to market and doing. And I thought, what a better way to recognize and give an outlet to recognize the hard work that these folks do, because who doesn't like getting recognized for their work? Right. But uh, but my question is, so I had this idea. Right. And I and I'm like, OK, what I putting some legs on this and I had thought through a couple of things. And then, of course, you know, I reached out to friends in the industry, Sam, JD, Keith, and you as well. And I said, hey, what do you guys think? Does this have legs? Is this something we could do uh, and give folks a way to recognize peers, products and tools that make our lives better? And uh, so I, I'm curious. I want to pose that question to, to Sam and or we'll start with Sam. Sam, why did you join? Why did you <laughs> say yes, Tony? I'll help you. <laughs> uh, well, because when Tony comes asking, you don't say no, right? No. Um, look, it, it, it's clearly one of those things that that I think is it, there. There was a uh, need for it in the industry, um, and, and I think I saw that as as much as you did, right? You started highlighting, "Hey, we've got all these great, fun, wonderful things," and you just rattled off if memory serves you know, a dozen things that were really, really noteworthy. And it's like, you know, we really didn't have a way to go and, and, and as a community elevate those offerings. And so I think at that point you had already probably talked to the, talked to all the heavy hitters on the team. Uh, and you were like, Hey, I've got two of the best in the industry. And, and if you want to tag along, that'd be awesome. And, uh, and so I saw, you know, Keith and JD were already on board and I thought, how can you pass that up? The story's just too good. <laughs> Really, Sam? Really? <laughs> it's, a, it's a little, a little different than I think we probably remember that. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. So we're going to hear multiple story, multiple sides of the same story here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'll say this. Um, there were really two things. So, so you know, I, Tani and I had started to get to know each other. Um, I had a lot of respect for. Um, but when someone comes to you and says, Hey, I have this idea. Are you interested in, in starting a, a nonprofit, uh, or, or not for profit, uh, you know, and, and do doing this thing with me, uh, you kind of have to think about that a little harder, right? You have to consider, okay, who are the people that are going to be involved? And there were two things I actually haven't ever told Tony this, but there were two things that really, uh, pulled me in and, and stuck out to me. And first she said, okay, I want to talk to Keith. Um, you know, I'm going to talk to Keith about this because he's already doing this thing where he's recognizing a person every year. And I don't want to step on that. I want to, ex I, I want to build on that. Right. And, um, you know, that kind of, uh, willingness and, and desire to work with the community, not kind of build her own thing was really important. And then, uh, and then the other thing was, is yeah, it was the products and it was the companies that were doing cool things, but it was the people that she was interested in 
in, in uh, recognizing as well. And I think that for me, I mean, for those of you who know me, I love the community. I love the community of people and the ideas that we bring to the table. And that's what, that's, that's the reason I am where I am in my, my career is, 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 uh, you know, people that I learn from. And so the opportunity to, to say to those people, Hey, you did something awesome here. You contributed in the community that got me excited. And that's the reason it was really easy actually uh, to say, yes, I, I want to be part of this. I'm grateful that y'all said yes. Well, let's go back in a little history. How long have the Wi-Fi awards been going on? Gosh, you guys, I think this is year. Okay, so this is year seven. We formed the company and year five of giving away awards, right? That's my math, right? Mm -hmm. Sam, JD, that guys, sounds about correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it does. I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> so what, what are the awards that, that are open for that are part of this group of awards? Sam, why don't you take that one? Or uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make me rattle them all off off the top of my head because there's there's a whopping you know uh five right um so we, we I, I think if we break them down we had two uh classes of awards shall we say one is to recognize uh individuals and the other is to recognize companies and or products and so the individual awards obviously are the um the ones where we have sort of named folks who are doing an individual thing and those would be the content contributor of the year award and the well lifetime. so we had the lifetime achievement award right which is the which is the keith parsons lifetime achievement award and then for the company awards we have a product of the year and then we have a company leadership of the year award and and, and then an innovation award there you go they see i knew we'd get there i i i i, I know enough of them off the top of my head and 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 I'll, I'll bring it up we also had a rookie of the year award and yeah. it was around for a couple of years and then we kind of dropped it the problem with the rookie of the year is what defines a rookie and how do you find people who are new in the industry and making a splash and enough that you would know their name, but they're still and rookie has the, is it the first year, second year, fourth year kind of thing. And then so, how did you find the start? Uh, is it when you joined a community platform? Is it when you got your first certification? Is it when you first learned about Wi-Fi? There's all sorts of, uh, of, of in retrospect problems with time of a uh, time of a, of an experience problem. And I, I think a really good example for that is Dan Jones for the, the community had been around for probably a decade before Dan Jones arrives on the, on the scene. He has a ton of experience in the Apple world and for some reasons within his other work, he needed to learn Wi-Fi, found the community, got involved, started writing blogs, got all engaged with the community. And so was he a rookie the first year he did that? But he was already had, you know, 10 plus years experience in yeah, IT. Right. Um, so, yeah. I think even too, for us, we opened it up to the community to ask because I I loved that category. And and for those of you, as as Sam and Keith and JD and I, sat down to figure out what the awards were going to look like, what the categories were going to be and et cetera. That was something we were all very passionate about. And it was very difficult to Keith, to your point, to define that we couldn't have, we didn't have a good answer and we opened it up to the community and we didn't have, you know, we got responses back and a lot of the responses were like, yeah, that's a tough one. Sorry guys. And it's like, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the input. <laughs> Well, I, I think you hit it on the head there. I mean, ultimately, you know, 
we built the awards to be community driven, right? Mm -hmm. We, we don't, um, we don't nominate, we don't vote. We, we just kind of help, help the, keep the community, you know, uh, moving along and, and, and take care of the administrative and all of that. Um, and so you, you hit it on the head there, even when we went to the community with, Hey, we want to do this. And you guys tell us it's a great idea. What are the criteria that we should be judging by? Uh, I, I think in, in some cases, and I had this conversation with several people within the community, that was when they went, Oh, that's, that's kind of difficult. <laughs> and they kind of, kind of got a little peek of the discussions that we had all had for several years on how do we do this right? Well, tabling the rookie, since we know it, even with the community help, we haven't solved that one. Uh, JD, while you're on, just explain to us, what's the process of how the awards happen? All right. Yeah. That so you, you mentioned the administrative bits. What are the administrative bits? All right. So we basically, um, we open the uh, nomination window and then we do our best to make certain the, the community knows about it because that's the first role of the community is, okay, we need your nominations. And, um, you know, what we're looking for is we, you know, we, we want to have a, uh, at least five in each category um, so that whenever we kind of return the list to the community, you guys have choices and, and to, you know, to make in that process. Um, if we get more than five, then as a community, as a, as a board, we look at it and we go, okay, this is, uh, you know, let's down select. And, and, and maybe it's based on a great example. Sometimes we'll see things get submitted that are actually three or four years old. And we're like, well, it doesn't really work for innovation of the year because it's a four-year-old technology or, or something along those lines. And so we'll kind of down select them and get us to that, that point where we've got five in each category. We then um, open that up for community voting. And so once again, we are, we, we kind of do the administrative, we down select, we get it back out to the community, and then the community is responsible for, for voting. And, and, and we take um, those votes at the end of the voting period, and we clean them up make certain that everything is, is, uh, we don't have any manipulation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, you know, just, just do sanity checks basically. Right. Um, that's, that's what we're doing is we're just making certain that everything is above board. And then from that point, we then know our winners and we keep, keep that very quiet until it's time to make those announcements, announcements at WLPC. You, you'd mentioned that cleaning it up. It sounds a little, manipulative that you clean up the data um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I understand. And having been through that process, I'll just give one example at, and I don't want to give all the examples because it's going to give people ideas, but we had a company that was up. And when we looked at the votes, the IP addresses amazingly were sequential, like the same IP address and the last octet would just increment by one. And um, they only voted for the one thing. So we can we can see in the data that it that felt okay that was manipulated and so then we kind of pull those out. So it's not we're not trying to influence the results. It's we're trying to make it fair. Right, exactly, and I, I think that's um, you know that's a huge part of it. I think and and you know while we're discussing this, transparency is really important for us here. Right, we want to be certain that we're doing things above board. Um, and Keith, you know, one of the things that you do, and, and we'll talk about it more in a bit is, is the lifetime achievement award, but we also bring in that, 
um, the recipient of that the following year to be part of that. Do you want to talk through that? Yeah. So uh, as Tony mentioned, alluded to at the beginning, for the last uh, over 10 years now, I've been doing a person of the year award at WLPC, which then when the Wi-Fi awards came along, we transitioned that to lifetime achievement award, but it was the same kind of category where I would follow some criteria that I had and talk with a subgroup of people to see who has made influence on the industry. And then after we started this, Tony and you guys suggested we take whoever won last year and that person helps with the next year. And now we've had five years of this and we use the previous recipients to help find the next recipient. And we've had some very, very good discussions between past recipients to come up with what, what did you do that you earned this award, but what are the things that we're looking for in someone? And they're slightly different because we all have slightly different backgrounds that we come to this. But I can tell you for sure, having been on those discussions every year, it's what did you bring to the community? How did you help the community as a whole? I, I don't think anyone's ever mentioned who made the most money or who's smartest or any of those esoteric things. It's about who, who can help the whole community. So that's kind of what, why it's, it's targeted more toward those who've helped the community. Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things <clears throat> we talked about targeting and making sure that everyone had insight, you know, to Keith, to your point, JD, to your point about administrative stuff and Keith talking about data and everything else is we wanted it to be very transparent and we wanted folks to have that insight and be able to see it. And so that's part of the reason why having that Lifetime Achievement Award winner or recipient be part of the committee to see what happens is it's really driven by the community for the community. And, you you know, that's why we get so excited and passionate about asking for making sure you submit and nominate because, you know, when folks come back and ask us things like, why didn't so-and-so get nominated or why didn't so-and-so get picked? And it's like, well, did you submit them? Did you? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So, you know, giving, making sure people have insight into that is something that was really, really important to us because we didn't want us to be this body up here. We wanted to be doing this together with everybody. Can, just talking about administrative and rules, can someone self-submit? Absolutely. Absolutely. If And that's the thing, like, Honestly, there are things that we all do in our lives. There are things we all do in our career that maybe not everybody gets to see. Maybe you had this amazing program that you built or this tool or 3D printed something that simplified your life or whatever it is. We don't get to see everything. And if you think it's cool, we love to have people nominate themselves and submit for themselves because the reality is nobody knows that except you. And then on the other side, so... The committee, they don't see if you nominated yourself or submitted yourself. So that nomination information is taken out for them. So they don't see it. All they see is who was submitted and what was submitted and what the product is or the person or the content okay. that they were submitted for. So can vendors submit for themselves or does a vendor have to be submitted by a non-vendor? Anybody can submit. 
Including vendors submitting for themselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying I did not answer the question, Sam? Is that what you're trying to say? A cl- clear clarification, right? Uh, and, and, no, it, it, and that's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I find often, um, especially when we look through the numbers, I think I think it's important for people to submit the things they they use, the things they know, the things that make an impact. Um, and a lot of times when you think about the larger companies, um, the reality is, is yeah, they, they may be submitting themselves. It's okay to submit again, but more than likely the people who, um, maybe aren't working for a large corporation, those people are probably not submitting themselves. Um, if, if there ever needs to be an example of, of the fact that we're very transparent and we're very hands-off of the actual submission process, um, there was someone who wrote a book on wireless security last year. Um, well, actually, I was going to say, yeah. someone significant other. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Someone significant other. And um, she didn't submit that book and no one else submitted that book. And you know what I didn't do? I didn't submit they that didn't book submit because book. because we were hands off. <laughs> um, and, and so um, I would I would encourage the community, you know, if you think of if you think of something and it makes an impact, number one, don't. Don't just say to yourself, you know what, other people are submitting that or or whatever. Absolutely make those submissions, even if you think other people may be doing so, because there's also a pretty good chance that that either a the individual isn't submitting themselves um, because they're afraid that um, uh, they they feel like if it's going to make an impact, someone else will. Um, and and everyone else is is thinking the same thing. Oh, that's already been submitted. I shouldn't include it the most heartbreaking conversation that I think we all have at the end of, of Wi-Fi awards every year is why wasn't so-and-so, you know, on the nomination or why wasn't, you know, and the answer is always the yeah, same. What about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The answer is always going to be the same. And it's always the one thing it's why didn't you submit them? Because we, we don't, we won't. That's the community's job. So. So what are the submission deadlines for this year? I'm so glad you asked that. (laughs) Uh, So nominations and submissions will be open from September the 15th through October the 31st. So have about six weeks in there to get those in. Uh, So again, September 15th to October 31st. Then the next 30 days is the process of us getting website updated and all of that fun stuff and the finalists uh, notified and then voting opens December 1st. And how long does voting run? December 1st to December 31st. And then awards are announced at WLPC live. It's fun. (laughs) So how, how hard is it to submit? If someone was had an idea, they listened to JD's passionate speech and said, I really want to submit something. What, what do they need to submit? Well, first of all, um, you know, we make this very simple. Uh, it's it's a very straightforward questionnaire. Um, we're not asking you to, uh, you know, give uh, 101 reasons. What we're looking for is why did why did the submission matter to you? Why are you submitting it? It doesn't have to be. Uh, this isn't a CWE application, you know. <laughs> uh, a couple of sentences is all, all is all that's needed. Um, call out the the contacts if you know them. You you may not know them, and that's okay. Um, put in as much information as you can. Provide the reasoning. Provide why you're you know why does it matter, 
Um, and so it's a very, a very straightforward form. It's very simple to do as, as we, as we said, uh, one company found out, found a way of scripting it apparently. <laughs> um, so it can't be that difficult. Um, but, uh, but again, we, we make this very simple and very easy for, for people to do, um, watch for, uh, announcements, watch for emails, watch for, watch for it on LinkedIn. We will make certain that you see it whenever the nomination window comes open and we'll go from there. And also just to kind of throw this in there, I've had a lot of people ask, uh, it doesn't have to be writing a wireless security book. It doesn't have to be developing a program or a new tool. It could be something simple. Um, and I say simple, not in simple in the sense that the content is simple, but like a presentation from a conference, a webinar, a blog, something that somebody had written that impacted you, that made you want to say, hey, this really has helped me. Let's, this deserves a nomination. Any final words, Sam? Uh, you know, yeah, I, I think I do because I, there's there's at least one aspect that I think that we that we maybe have glossed over, and that is um, something that happened to me early on. I think in the awards program, so after I think the first year, second year, something along those lines, um, we had uh, we had gone through a, a year of this, and and one of the awards winners uh, who was not expecting to win an award uh, pulled me aside. And they had a sidebar conversation with me and their sidebar conversation um, was was a obviously to, to you know indicate some amount of appreciativeness. But um, they started off the conversation with, frankly, an upfront um, admission that they were considering um, stopping developing what it is they were doing that ultimately got them the award. Um, and they had had this conversation with themselves and um, they had determined that they were going to exit the business and they were no longer going to do what it is they were going to do. And then um, they won an award for what it is they had built. And that had set the tone for that product moving forward. And there are products that exist on the market today because they have won a Wi-Fi award. And that that told the developer that the community is interested in what it is they do just beyond buying a thing, right? Everybody everybody does something to make a living. And so, yeah, you, you fund a developer by giving them money. But beyond that, it was more meaningful to them that the community got together and decided that, yes, they were worthwhile and their products were worthwhile. And, and, and he said then that set the tone to keep me going. Um, and they continue to develop to this day because, or not, I don't know about because, but they continue to develop to today. So um, that was something that struck me and 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 that's something that, that keeps me doing what I'm doing. Great. Yeah. Well, th thank you very much for sharing about what the Wi-Fi Awards was. If someone wanted to submit, is there a website they can go look at? The Wi-Fi Awards.com. I like and, nice and easy ones like that. Very, very easy. Um, submissions, nominations are not open yet, but on the 15th, there will be a button on the homepage that says Wi-Fi Awards uh, Submit Nominate Now. And we will put the, all of that in the mm -hmm. show notes. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Heavy Wireless, a Pack of Pushers podcast. We're glad you joined us. Thank you.